Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I really want to get this over to you tonight. Hebrews 11.1. 1. I'm going to go slow. I really feel like there's a good teaching anointing on this. You know, this afternoon I was prepping this thing and I really felt like I, I want you to get this. A lot, of people, a lot of people don't understand what faith is. I was, talking to, I was talking to a bunch of people about this this week. People don't know what faith is. If you don't know what faith is, faith is, well, let them, let them do the thing. I felt like it's going to be a real good teaching anointing in here. You have to know what faith is. Can't think you know it, have to know it. Because faith is the only thing that brings a response from God. Somebody asked me something about time. Sometimes you start running out of time. Faith will move time. Because now, faith is. Now, faith's now. If it's gonna happen, it's not faith, it's hope. Hope is future, faith is now. If we don't believe we receive right, now we're still in hope. We gotta receive now. The problem with the problem with now is now is where you're at. So the, the process of faith is this. How can I believe in something I cannot see, even though I have to to get it? So just the only true obstacle of faith that I see is the tangibility of if it's now, why don't I see it? So we have to put it in a form of something you can grasp in the natural so your natural doesn't pull you out of the spiritual and stop you from receiving it. So God has given us his word to allow me and you to access in to the unseen and produce a tangibility through the word of God. That that's the thing you can hang on to even if you don't see with the physical eyes what it is you're supposed to have right now. That's why they amplify. We're going to read it in one, two, and three. Now faith. See, now he's going to get, you got to get really cool with your prayer life about now. Because right now faith is the substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things not seen. Now. So if it's not now, it's not faith. You better get that because that's true principle. Well, it's going to happen. That's hope. So your prayer life is based on a lot of hope, not a lot of faith. We're going to flip that. We're going to flip that because we've got to believe we receive when we pray. How many times we pray we don't believe we receive when we pray? You got to believe you receive the minute you go and pray. And then you got to walk out with what? Anticipation of what you prayed. Because if you prayed about it more than once, what'd you do? Sometime unbelief got in there. So that's not tough, but that's consciousness before you go in. I have to approach God. Which is so look what it says. We understand the elders obtained a good report by faith. We understand the world was framed by the word of God. Okay? Can you put that in the amplified one, two, and three? I think it's going to help you. Hebrews 11, one amplified is going to help. Okay? See it? 
Now, faith is the assurance or the what? Title deed. Now, we see that's the paperwork. Faith is the paperwork to the promise. You got that? So if you've got the word, what do you got? You got the contract of obligation on God's side. Now, he put it in word form. If he didn't put it in the word, he, then he should have never put it in there if he didn't want you to have it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. If I can find it in that book, I got access to it in my life. Okay? It's the what? Confirmation of things what? So hope is birth in the word of God, but faith is released after the word of God has been conceived. You got it? So hope gives me what? Future tense. But hope comes from the word. We, need, we got problems, we need hope. Hope comes from the word. Once we get hope, what do we got to do? We got to form beliefs from the word of God. Then we got to release beliefs, okay? What's this? Divinely granted, and the evidence of things, boom. Evidence of things not what? Well, what's the evidence of things not seen? Faith. Faith's the title deed. But where do we find faith? In the word. Now, I got to show you this tonight. The conviction of the reality Faith, man, this is good. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. You better look at that and meditate in that. Meditate, marinate, and get that. Just sit with that. We're helping, right? That's helping, right? Is it helping? I ain't, I ain't trying to be cute up here. You getting it? Because I want you to get it. That's all I care about. I'll sit in the seat and we'll read it together. It's the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact. Faith comprehends as fact. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. So faith doesn't look at physical senses one minute to try to find any place of function. The minute you step into the place of reason, you stepped out of faith. The minute you stepped into the arena of natural, you stepped out of faith. Once you step into the arena of sight, sense, you're not, you're not in faith no more. That doesn't mean you lost it, but you're going to have a tough time navigating in the natural realm when you got to stay in the faith realm to get this thing to produce. Why'd I say all that? Because you know like I do, when you're focused, it's easier. When you're not focused, we got a problem because that's when you start slipping. Right. So I want to keep you for, you know, I want to, I just got this in my spirit. I want to keep you tethered to the promise. I want you to stay tethered to that promise. I want you to stay tied in. I want that thing to be a rope around you. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews that hope is an anchor of the soul. It anchors you. I want you to be anchored in the word of God. So watch this. So keep going. Let's just read this in the Amplified. Then we're going to go look at some stuff. You're doing great. For by this kind of faith, men of old gain divine approval. So faith, now see, God, get this now. You, if you don't have faith, God can't do anything for you. See, here we go now. Here I'm going to bust up all this nonsense, goofy teaching junk. People blaming God and God didn't do this and God did God, give me a break. God can't do it. Did he just say can't? Yeah, I just said can't. What you mean he can't? God can do whatever he wants to do. He can't do whatever he wants to do in the earth. He's not allowed to. He's got to have access through the church. He can do it if you got faith for it. And he don't, he don't just wh wh whistle pixie dust. Oh, I like Miss Linda pixie dust. 
Uh, I don't, you're, you're, you're just okay. Little, you're nice. I would give you everything. A little dust. Oh, and you're, you're, you know, you're a good little Christian. You get a little more. No, no, no. Lose that nonsense. That's why goofy people get great promises. Ever seen it? Sad pastor at church. I know, you know, you see some of these goofy people. I'm like, how in the world did they pull that off? You know what I mean? Because you know they're living like the devil. Yeah, it's true. You know, I, come on. You know some people ain't living all holy and they're pulling off promises and stuff. And you go, how in the world did they get that to work? Because it doesn't work by good deeds. It works by belief. You know, Kenneth Hagin tells a story. He got a lady in the church, and boy, they, they got mad. You know, the prayer team ladies used to get mad, and the one lady, she never come to church, and she was a little ding-dongy, you know, and, and Brother Hagin had these ladies in the church, and it was cute because he tells a story. He said, and they would, they would pray and believe God, and this lady would show up every once in a while, and everything it seemed like she was praying about came, and the ladies got mad. You know what I mean? They kind of got a little upset, like, she ain't even a good Christian. Why is she getting the stuff she's praying for? Right? Oh, y'all do it too, don't you? know, y'all lie in church. I don't know how you get away with this every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, how in the world did you get that? You know, I've been, in the, I've been there sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, how'd you get that? You ain't even showed up to church last six weeks there. How'd you pull that off? Come on, somebody. No, but you know what I'm saying. But what he was saying this, I never forget what Brother Hagin said. He said, look, he goes, this thing's not about being good or being this. It's about having faith. Amen. Some people could just believe they're received. They don't have a problem. They don't mess it up. Does that make sense? They just believe they're received. They ain't, they ain't basing it on merit or church attendance or they just go, God said it. And it's easy for some people just to believe because belief has been formed in that area. That's all. So don't go picking on anybody. Just say divine approval. How do I get divine approval? I have faith. Look at verse three and then we're going to go. And I want you, I got like six points or something like that. By faith, that is what we inherit, what we inherit, what trust and in what enduring confidence in the power, wisdom, and goodness of God. We understand what? That, now, this is the part you got to get. The world, the universe, the ages were framed and created and formed, put in order, equipped for their intended purposes by the word of God. So the word of God put this place together. Well, that's good news. Because the word of God put the earth together so that which is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Now, you better meditate on that for a minute. What you mean, what you mean, the things that are seen were not made of things which are visible. That means the words created everything. You got it? Unseen created the seen. So if the unseen, you getting this? That's what he says. So that what is seen was not made out of things which were visible or are visible. So that means everything that's seen right now was made from an unseen material called faith before you ever saw it. Well, praise be to God. That's good news. Why? Because if the business of getting unseen things to be seen are faith, then once I get this law working for me, I got some stuff that's unseen that I want to see in my life. Hallelujah. And if faith can do it, I want to know something about faith. Okay? So write these down. I'm going to give you a bunch of these. Okay? I'm going to go slow. Number one, the substance of what you desire is in faith. And that comes from the word of God. I'm going to say that again now. Now, I'm going to give you some stuff tonight. Now, you take some notes because you ain't going to be able to remember all this. And go back and podcast it. Okay. Somebody say, why you got a podcast? So I, so I could watch myself on TV. No, so you could go back and listen to stuff. You know, this is like homework. Somebody asked me something about, 
Wednesday night, you know, to say, oh, you got church on Wednesday night? A lot of church don't have, a lot of places don't have church on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's just happened. You go on Sunday. I said, I'm, I'm trying to keep them here four hours a week for crying out loud. I ain't about to start stopping having stuff. How are you going to learn this? You can't learn this stuff just by, you go to work. You know, I told those guys, I told you guys this. I told those business guys, I had a room full of business guys. I said, you pay me to stay sharp. How you like that? You went to work today. I went to work today. You see it? You pay me to stay sharp. People say you shouldn't talk like that. I'll talk the way I want to talk. It's true. I don't go to the doctor and say, hey, bro, this is what I think. I don't go tell the guy how to paint, and I don't tell, the, I don't tell him how to detail and do his stuff. No, I just go sit and ha- drink coffee. The substance of what you do, you understand what I'm saying? The substance of what you desire is in faith. So the thing you're desiring is in faith, and faith is in the word. You got that? But faith is like a seed. If you don't plant it, it won't produce. So now we're going to get to the seed sowing side of faith. Because you've got to get a seed. You've got to put that word in you. And you're going to do that with your mouth. And you'll put it in your heart. And you'll keep it in there. Don't let nothing get it out. Okay? It only develops full potential when planted. Look at Matthew 17, 20. Pop that up there for them, okay? Now, you understand what that means now? Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, he said, The sower sows the word, these are they by the wayside. He said, he likened the word of God unto seed. He said, you sow it. So I'm sowing right now. You're hearing right now. Come on, you see it? You sow what? You sow, you, I'm sowing words. You see it? Sower sows the word. These are they by the wayside. You the, you the soil. I'm the seed thrower. You're the soil. Why does the seed get rejected? Because the soil is un- uncooperative. The seed, the seed, the seed has the potential to change the soil. Does that make sense? The seed can change you. But guess what? If the soil is not receptive and it rejects, can't do nothing for you. That's what he was like in Mark chapter 4. He said, these are they by the wayside, such as hear the word, immediately they get what? Offended. Why do they get offended? Didn't work out the way I thought it was. Come on, y'all know this stuff. So don't get offended. Don't get mad. Don't get, don't get goofy. You know what I mean? Don't let the cares of the world choke it. You know this stuff. I can't do that all over again, but you know what I'm saying, right? Okay. And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, verily I say to you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could speak to this mountain and tell it go. And it remove hence yonder, and it shall remove. Nothing shall be impossible to you. He said, but you got faith like a grain of mustard seed. What was he saying? Tells you how to plant. If you have faith as a seed, you shall what? Say. Now, I'm going to tell you something here. If you, Jesus is talking about a mountain, and the mountain of adversity in your life can move. This is how you express faith. If you have faith as a seed... You will say unto the mountain of adversity or whatever it is, you're not going to hinder me. you got to start speaking this stuff. Take authority over it and cast it out. Everything that's in your way, you got to start speaking to because faith has what? Belief and then speaking. I know I've been telling you this, but you really got to sit on this because you got to get this thing. Matthew 17, 20. The first time you say this thing, you're going to think you're a little wacky. Because there's not a lot of things that people speak to. And as you start speaking the word to obstacles, it's going to seem almost 
First time, you, you're going to think, dear Lord, what in the world am I doing? I'm talking every day. You might think you're losing your mind, but guess what? You've got to lose your carnal mind and put on your spiritual mind. You've got to start speaking this stuff. He said, if you have faith as a grain. So where is faith? Faith is in the word. Okay? Faith comes by and hearing by the word of. So where is faith? It's in the word. So if faith's in the word, where do I find it? Just hear me for a minute. Write this down. Faith is found in the word of God. Write that down, number two. It's important. Important. You see this? So faith, where do I find it? I find it in the word. So you tell me. Now listen, I know this sounds like, oh, that's easy. Yeah, if it's easy, why aren't you doing it? Well, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, well, then, well, why are you doing it? Well, I am doing it. No, why ain't you really doing it? You gotta, you gotta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing your pendulum here and get you all the way over in this thing if you're serious. Watch this. If the word of God is in you, you got faith. You know the word is true. But if you're not voicing it, you haven't been planning it. Results are only going to come after it's planted. So watch this. Do you see that? Faith is in the word, right? And how do I know it's planted? If you, steep, if you keep speaking it. Has it. If it starts taking root, it's going to start coming out of your mouth. It's got to start coming out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. How do I know what got in there? It's got to come out of your mouth. You're going to be talking all day long. Talking. Speaking this stuff. You got to be speaking. You see it? Faith's got to be released through words. It'll activate. Look at this. You're doing good. Having faith in the faith you already have is like having faith of a farmer who has faith in the seed he plants. Now, that sounds weird, but let me get you. The farmer has faith in that seed. Then when he puts that seed in the ground, the seed is going to do what it's supposed to do in the ground. You having faith in your faith knows this, that if I can get it in my heart and get it out of my mouth, I'm going to keep that thing in its right posture so that as I speak it, it's going to move mountains in my life. But you got to get to the place where you change your mentality about how this stuff works because God, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were, you're going to start becoming a speaking spirit more than you become a complaining person. You're, going to be a, you're not going to be a, a meditator only. You're going to be a confessor because this is how faith gets released. Faith gets released through words. Without words, faith is not released. So how do I know it's planted in your life? It's going to start coming out of your mouth. You remember Romans chapter 4? You can see, guys, what I'm doing, this is why you got to go to church. This is why you can't miss church. Or go back and watch the webcast. That's why we got all this technology. So they say, oh, you know, preacher, you just want us to come to church because you don't want, no, you know why I want you to come to church? So you can learn this stuff. You got to learn this stuff. Because you know why? There ain't no other way to do it. 
This is why I get so, oh my God. You know, it's like, it's funny. You know, how do you do it? You, you ain't no other way to do it. This is how you do it. I don't own the copyright on this. This is how you do it. You want to do it? This is how you do it. Some people say, I don't want to do it. Then, then don't, don't, don't pay attention. But if you really want to do it, there's no, there's no other, other way to interpret the word of God. Does that make sense? There ain't, how you gonna do, oh, you know, I see it a little different. I don't care if you see it a little different. Bottom line is this. Faith's got to be released. Otherwise, faith ain't going to work. That's it. You can believe all day long. But if you don't release it, guess what? It ain't going to do jack. Faith without works is dead. That's what I'm saying. It's ABCs. So here's what I'm saying. Let's look at your mouth. Remember, now, this is what I was trying to say. Remember Abraham? We got to pull Romans 4 in. He what? Staggered not at the promise of God for unbelief. It was strong, giving glory to God. What's that mean? Out of his mouth. 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 Well, guess what? I can see your faith meter by what's coming out of your mouth. You see it? They say, well, you know, I've been kind of complaining a little bit. Well, your faith meter's off. Don't get complaining. Don't get mully grubbing. Don't get in that weird stuff. Listen to this. The word says faith comes by hearing. Watch this. You can hear me speak the word of God, and it'll produce some faith in your life. You can even have faith that it'll work when somebody else says it. But faith or confidence in your faith is developed by speaking God's word yourself. You got to speak it. You can get faith from what I'm saying, but guess where you get even more faith? When you start saying it over yourself. You know, they got this thing like your inner ear and your outer ear. That's why you ever hear yourself? You ever hear yourself? You ever hear that thing? I don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you know more about this than I do. You should come up here and say it. But you ever, you ever hear yourself? You ever like hear yourself like now, and then you hear yourself on a tape later, and you go, who in the world is that? And it's you? You go, wow, why do I sound so much different? Because you got an inner ear? Your inner ear? You know, here's this, like right now, my inner ear is hearing me speak, and you're hearing me. You know what I'm saying? But if I go listen to myself on the radio, I'm like, wow, I sound weird. You know what I'm saying? You getting it? Well, why is that? Because my words in my spirit are doing something. I do not own the copyright on this stuff. You see what I'm saying? What do you think everybody's been saying for decades? This stuff. This is why you new school dudes are getting it. I'm new with this too. Come on, you get what I'm saying now? So what I got, Pastor you say I got to speak the word? There ain't no other way around it. You want it bad enough, this is how you get it. So what do I got to do? I got to speak the word. You got to speak the word. What word do I speak? I don't know what promise you want. What promise you want? Come on. You feel it? What promise you want? What you mean what promise I want? I don't know that you're a promise. They ain't my, guess what? It's your life. It ain't my life. What promise you need? You see it? They're in there. Well, I got to do Faith is like a seed. You got to plant it. What happens if you don't plant a seed? Can't what? Can't get a harvest on what you don't plant. What kind of seeds you got? You won't have faith. Look, you won't have faith in your faith just by hearing somebody else talk about it. You got to put faith in your faith by experiencing it and doing it. You got to fully persuade your own spirit. Write this down, number three. You got to... Faith, just write this down. I'll explain it. Faith in the substance. Just write that down. Just write that just like I said it. Faith in the substance. Just write that down just like I said it. And then write this down. When you have faith in your faith, 
you have faith in the substance of things. I'm going to explain it. When you have faith in your faith, you have faith in the substance of things. Okay? Just write that down. Just pop that in there. When you have faith in your faith, you have faith in the substance of things. It's important. I'm explaining to you. All right? Here's the best way to say it. When you have faith in your faith, you have faith in the substance. That's Mark 11, 23 and 24. You know that. Just go there. Pop that up just quick. Let me see. I don't care if I got to go over this stuff. It's good you see it and hear it. He said, Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Great. Right? Boom. 24. And when you stand, right? 24. That's good, right? And when you what? Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire when you pray? Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire when you pray? Therefore I say unto you, what things ever you desire? What things ever you desire when you, when you pray what? Believe you receive what? Them. What's this? Therefore I say unto who? You. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, stop. What's everything you what? Where, go slow. Where's desire found? Desire is found in you. Let me tell you something right here now. I'm going to tell you, I'll give you a, this is a million do, billion dollar nugget. Your soul is connected to this whole process. Because desire is found in your soul, not your spirit. You better believe it. And that's the problem. You got to get your soul to get in alignment with the spirit. It's the biggest problem we got is discovery of, see, here's the thing. Your spirit's perfect, man. I told him Sunday. You were here Sunday. I said, Adam was developed fully developed. Fully. Jesus grew. Spirit man is fully developed. You ain't got a baby spirit. Jesus was born in a manger and had to grow and develop. The new birth man in you, the spirit man, fully developed. You don't have no baby spirit. You're fully developed. All you have to do is allow the full development. Of spirit. Let me tell you something about this process. You could prolong this as long as your soul is not in agreement. You could rapidly speed this process up by total soul surrender. And that's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 is so permanently fixed in the heart of a believer that's really hungry. Be not conformed, but be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Why is that? Because if you can get your soul to get out of the way and fully open and absorb your spiritual manifestation of life, my God in heaven, your head will spin. You're walking around like a giant in the spirit. You ain't no baby little Christian, little fuzzy little, th come on, man. No baby in no manger. You're a full-grown spirit, man and woman. That's why nothing's too hard for you, but your soul, your soul gets weak because, you're, because we don't feed it right. We don't, feed, we don't make it strong. You have to make your soul strong. Your spirit, you ever see this? You ever hear, you know, soul power? I'm going to say something. This is going to get me in trouble, but I don't really care. It's right. Soul power is probably more powerful than spiritual power. It really is. Absolutely. The Latin power of the soul. Because what happens is this. You're, if your soul, if your God can be speaking to you, your soul don't want to do it, you'll shut him down. You'll shut God down. You, I'm telling you, don't listen, you, don't, you might not like it. A bunch of people look him straight in the face and shut him down. 
Because he can't, because free will came in the garden. It's, it's birth and rebellion. Because free will is never supposed to be in the heart of man. Free will, free will, God didn't want robots, but God sure didn't want free will. I'll tell you that right now. God just wants yes. Don't get me going, right? Because the only thing free will was, because here's the thing, you ready for this? This is really good. Check this out. Compromise is always the voice of rebellion. Because in the garden, Lucifer shows up with compromise. It's always the voice of rebellion in the garden. You don't have to. No, God just wants yes. Compromise, third-party stuff, always rebellion, always a problem, always never wanted to be there. God just wants yes. Here comes what we, we call reason. Reason, nine out of ten times, connected to unbelief and rebellion. Constantly, because it is. Reason. Intellect, another big problem. Bottom line, don't let it override the word of God. So why did I say that? I said that to say this. Your spirit can be fully masterfully develop and your soul go, I, I, I don't see it. Shut it down. Stop the flow because your mind can't grasp it. Your will doesn't want to go with it and your body's not conforming to it. You know what I'm saying. I don't want to go. I don't want Your flesh starts kicking in. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. You ain't going to do what God tells you to do. Not if you don't want to. But until you surrender your soul, then maybe we can get there. But if you do, you might start glowing in the dark. <laughs> you might just start, I'm serious, you might just start glowing in the dark. Because I'm telling you what's going to happen. <laughs> Did you like that? You like it? You seeing it? Because Jesus transfigured. Because he renewed his mind. The glory came out. How in the world did the glory come out? How'd the glory of God shine through him? He surrendered his flesh to get to such a place of agreement it had no more resistance. Full flow. That's why you're porous. You ever put a hand lotion on? It absorbs in your skin. That's why you're like 80% water or whatever it is. You're porous. So you could absorb spiritual DNA. John G. Lake said that he found out that the power of God would withstand in certain elements better. He likened the power of God unto electricity. He said certain materials would hold it better than other materials because it's been made. It's been made to reside in man, the glory. But you can release it in this. That's why Paul took handkerchiefs and aprons and released it in it. The tangibility of the, the anointing, the glory. What's in you? What happens when your soul's in total agreement? It'll flow through you. It'll flow through you, man. It'll flow through your body. And you can contain it. That's what the woman with the issue of blood did. She pushed through the crowd and touched him. He felt something leave his body. Where'd it go? It went in her body. Why'd it go in her body? She had faith for it. What went out? Power. We talk a lot about the anointing. We don't talk about power. Anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. Went about doing good. What do you mean power? Supernatural power. We got the Holy. Well, I thought the Holy Ghost is the power. He didn't say that. He said how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. Went about doing good. And we understand the Holy Spirit administers the power. You understand that? But the power is in you. The dunamis, miracle work and power of God's in you. 
in you, in you, to do what? Exploits. I'll show you right here. But it has to activate. You got to activate. It's conducive. It'll do anything. Look at this. Okay, you're, did you go there? Did you see that? I didn't lose place. 24. Did you get this? Whatsoever you desire when you pray, where's your desires come from? Your soul. Once you're, but here's the cool part. When your soulless desires find the word of God, they're, 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 they're in agreement for access to faith to move. So if you've got a desire, just find scripture. Is that okay? Believe that you what? Receive them. You should have them. I'm going to say this. I know you love me, but you better get it. What things soever God said shall come to pass. And so here we go now. Here's where we, we bust out whatsoever things you say. What did he just say? Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. He didn't say, believe what God said. He said, believe what you say. Now, we should be connected to what God said in his word. Guess what? Your desire cannot find access to faith without agreement. But we didn't ask you to believe in what God said. We asked you to believe in what you say, and that's where half the church falls off the deep end because you don't believe 90% of the business that comes out your mouth because we talk half-heartedly half the day, and then we want to go get things from God, and you don't even believe what you say about you because you lie half the time. Not everybody. Don't take that the wrong way. I'm not talking to everybody in the room, okay? Don't get offended. And if you get offended over that, you're a baby anyway. Grow up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you, you offend me. You offended me. I'm so mad. What are you mad about? It's true. Isn't it right? You can't say one thing and then that's why you got to get a check up with your mouth because then, then they go like this. Oh, you guys are all confession cops. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like a confession cop. Like, bro, don't say that. Brother. My God, brother, don't say it, brother. Come on, brother. I mean, I went to Bible school, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, my God in heaven, hallelujah for the cowboys. Uh, but, you know, they were, all, they were all like right there. And, you know, like, you know, when you're in Bible school, you, can, you, can do, you, can do, you, you got to be careful. Everything you do is like under a microscope of 80 different people, you know. And you're like, you say something like, well, you know, you know I don't know if we're buying that. You know, 18 people bound it and 22 people loosed it and eight people were laying hands on you. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, it was, you can't talk. You know, I had a buddy one time. He's like, I don't know if I want to be a bind that in the name of Jesus. You see, with eight people, they've got oil on your head before. And, you know, I get it. But you got to start understanding something. We're not trying to be confession. I'm going to explain it. You're going to have what who says? What you say. So you believe everything you say is going to come to pass that comes out your mouth? Don't raise your hand and say, yes, you're lying. No. Because some of the stuff you say, you don't want to see. So now we're going to go back to everything you say, you better want to see. Because we, gotta, we don't have to put value in God's mouth. And we don't have to put value in God's word. we got to put value back in your mouth. You see it? 
Because that's what I'm saying here. You see this thing? Like, I ain't saying it unless I want to see it. That's where I need you to be. Because that, what does the word of faith do? 2 Corinthians 4.13, ain't it? Let's go see. We having the same spirit. It is. Just go there. Is this making sense? You see the angle I'm taking? Faith's in the word. What are you going to say? Only say what the word says. You know what that means? The other day, the other day, <laughs> Pastor Liz was funny. I said, so, I, Lauren was there too. I said, I'm not talking today for a little window. I said, I'm not saying nothing because I'm going to say something that's gonna, not going to be good. And I wasn't mad, but I knew like, man, I'm really in a spot right here. That if I open my mouth, did you get that? 2 Corinthians 4.13? Kentucky. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Thank you. So did you get that? I was like, I don't want to say nothing right now because I might, you know what you learn? Your vernacular, you have less words in your mouth when you start understanding I only want to say what I want to see. See it? Because I don't want to talk about it if it's going to mess me up. I don't need to get no strife right now. I just got to be chill because I'm getting some stuff. We having the same spirit of faith, okay, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have. So what does that mean? We also believe and therefore we what? So can go back to the first part of it. We having this. So what's the spirit of faith do? No, go slow. Read it. According to I believe. So what's the spirit of faith do? It believes and it speaks. That's the law of faith. That's how God does it. Come on. Romans 4, 17. God will quicken the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. That's how God did it. What well, is going to be crazy, man? I'm going to be speaking some stuff I don't see. Yes. That's how you get to see it. See it? Words. Words release faith. Okay? You, you good there? Are you getting this? So only say what you want to see. And you can only say what you believe. Well, I don't know what I believe. Work on it. Four. Write this down. Four. Just write this down. I gave you three was for faith in the substance. Four. Faith must be acted upon. Okay? I'm going to give you something really cool here. I want you to see this. Faith must be acted upon. That sounds really cool, don't it? Go to Acts 14, 8 through 10. I'm going to show you something here. This is so good. I never thought of this angle. You know, i just seen this kind of like way of looking at it. I want you to get this. You're going to love it. Okay? You get that thing? Watch this. We're going to go slow. And there was, okay, you hear? And there was a certain man at Lystra impotent in his feet, being crippled from his mother's womb, who had never walked. See that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholded him, and what? Perceived that he had faith to be healed. So the guy had faith to be healed. Correct? And perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet, and he leaped and walked. Did you get that? Watch this, though. And the Bible says he had faith to be healed, but what? He wasn't healed. Go slow. Go back to the last part. Go back to like nine, please. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly perceived that he had what? Faith to be healed. He had faith to get healed, but nothing happened until he gave him the command to get up. See it? You can have faith to be healed. You can have faith to get saved, you could have faith 
for finances. You can have faith for restoration. You can have faith for whatever you want to have faith for. But just because you have it, you still have to act upon it to get it to action. Because once action has been released, now results can be produced. Watch this. The Bible says he had faith to be healed, but he wasn't healed. Paul, perceiving this in his spirit, then he said what? That the man had to act on his faith. It seems as though he didn't have faith in the faith that he had. Although he had faith to be healed, he was not healed. The Spirit of God revealed to Paul and he what? that the man developed to the point where he was ready for the harvest. Now, I want you to get that. Check this out. It's almost like this. With, with, with the level looking at it, Paul perceived that the man had faith to be well, but he didn't have enough faith in his faith to get it. So when Paul came with the what? The catalyst of faith, he said, I see you. Get up. You got to activate some stuff you've been sitting on because you got faith for it. You see it? You see that way I'm looking at it? Basically saying this. The guy's sitting there, and he's walking by and saying, he got faith, but he might not have enough faith in his faith. But if I put my faith, get up. Come on, you see it? He just needed the action side of it to kick in gear to get it to work. Sometimes you got to get just to get around something that can activate the faith you got. You see that? That's why you go to church. That's why you go to church. I'm telling you, that's why you go to church. God's not true. Because all these people think they're going to get it. We're not going to church. They don't know what they're talking about. It's true. That's Because we're going to be in a series on the glory. You better get ready for this thing. A series on the glory. Because see, two places the glory manifests. In God's house. Okay? Shows up in the glory. He comes in. Shows up in his house. I'll show you all this stuff. It's going to be cool. Write this down. Galatians 5, 6. This is an important one. Just write this down. This is a little fundamental stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be all fancy with you. But did you get that? You got faith for it? You got faith for it? Sometimes you just got to get around something that... You don't, don't worry about it. I know sometimes you got faith in your faith, but you don't know if your faith can get you there. It can. Get up. Somebody's getting up tonight. Get up. You understand it? Put faith in the activation side. I got it. Run with it. Galatians 5, 6. Go there. You're going to love this. God, I'm going to say that. Faith works by love. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Woo! Faith works by love. What are you going to, if you got a roadblock with some of your faith projects, check your love walk. I'm going to tell you right here and now, if you got an unanswered prayer in your life, better go check your love walk. Where's your love walk at? Well, I'm not walking in love. Well, you got problems. You got to walk in love. Faith works by what? Love. So if my faith's not working, where's my love walk at? Man, Ken Hagen, I felt like, I felt like throwing something at him, man. I'm not a violent guy. Somebody said the other day, you going to chuck a chair? I said, no, I won't. I might. I said, what did he just say? He said, if I... <laughs> He said it multiple times, man. He said, if I pray for something in like three days, I don't see something happening, I change it up and I check my love walk. I said, three days? Three days? This guy just said three days. I've been waiting 30 years. What are you talking about? It bothered me. I said, he just say three days? 
I pray for something, and in three days, I don't see something changing. I changed up the way, basically we're saying this, I maybe didn't petition it right, and then I checked my love walk. I said, brother, this is going to be great. I tapped my, I did, this is the one time I didn't mind, this is the one time I didn't mind being disruptive in class. I said, did he say three days? <laughs> he said three days, didn't he? Three days. I went 30 days and I didn't even see Jack. He just said three days. Check your love walk. My love walk was off. I said, you got to be kidding me. Check your love walk. Because your love walk's probably off. What's that mean? You know what? Every time your love walks off, you ask God. He'll show you where you got off track. He'll show you. He's not a, he's not a revealer of goofiness, but he'll show you where you missed it. He'll show you where you missed it. He'll take you right to that spot. Right there. That's where you open the door. You got ornery with your mouth. Or you walked out of love. He'll show it to you. He doesn't show it to you to be mean. But if you ask him, he'll bring it to your remembrance. You'll know it. You'll know it in your knower. Oh, great. So what do you do? Repent. This next great move of God we're going to see is going to be a catalyst to repentance. Because I'm telling you, America, we're off in left field a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We are. Because we don't understand, man. We're, the church is responsible for the Christian world we live in. You know that? We are responsible for, for the Christians in the earth. The whole thing is a corporate body. It's true. So you better believe we're going to see repentance before you see the move of God. Because God can't be happy with this nonsense. The church is embracing everything. For the name of love, we're going to embrace it. My God. It's making God throw up in heaven. But in the name of love, we're embracing it all. Did he just say that? Yeah, I did. Quote me. I'm trying to be honoring. You tell me, God, God, God. If God says something in his word and it's anti-God, it's anti-Christ, how can love cover it up? Look, I'm not saying you got to be mean about it, but just let's call it what it is, please, and stop. I'm not trying to make anybody mad. I'm not going to bring it up like at the next, hey, let's go to the next community church event and bring up the hot topics. I'm not going to know, but let's be straight. Let's be honest. You don't think somebody's going to have to stand in the gap for this? Because oh, it's all it's working out great. I laughed so hard. Today I laughed. I hope to God he's not watching. My bishop buddy calls me up. He says, man, we just had a great move of God. And I, don't mention names. I don't want to hear your mouth. Everybody be quiet. And I said, what happened? He said, man, somebody came. We said, 1,500 people got saved. I said, praise God. He said, yeah. He goes, I got one question. I said, what's that, bishop? He said, I didn't see no new people in my church. I wonder where they all went. <laughs> I said, you crazy. He told me to die. I'm back. I'm back with the bishop. He told me, go die. Now he's telling me all these real encouraging things. <laughs> he got 1,500 people came to the meeting. I see one new member show up in my church. He goes, I don't know. What I'm serious, right? We got these move of gods. They should affect the church. It just should be residue somewhere. Well, I'm in, but you got to change, baby. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'm not knocking it, but sooner or later, this thing's got to hit where we change. So what does this mean? Why did I tell you that one? Because this stuff takes work. You understand what I'm saying? Anybody come in there and tell you, oh, it's going to be easy. You know what? It's funny. I love this. 
I love this for so much. I went to this thing, right? And they're all like, I said, there ain't no way it's that easy. Everybody's like, oh, it's great. You know, I went to this seminar thing real quick. It's great, simple, praise your ass. Everybody's making money. Everybody's doing great. Everything great. And I, the, you know, they're done. It's like, how'd it work out? It's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> I was like, that's what I was thinking about why you were saying it ain't that easy. Wouldn't you rather know it's work up front? I'm just telling you now, it's a little bit of work. And now it's good work. But you know who, you know who set it up? Jesus. Can I, can I, can I give you, the, can I give you the, 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 the little note behind the door? This is how he produces spiritual growth in you. Otherwise, you would never grow. You'll stay carnal forever if you don't have a promise. I'm going to fall on the ground and laugh. You get, was I too quick there? If you don't have a promise, you're going to stay carnal for the rest of your life. Because if you don't have promises, you'll say whatever you want to say forever and never grow up. So God is the mastermind. God is so smart. God, is, God jacked us all up. Let me tell you something. God is a setup artist, bro. The Joker is a setup artist. And all due respect, you understand what I'm saying? God has set you up. Because he goes, oh, you want it? You want the promise? Then you're going to have to change your mouth. Oh, you want it? You're going to have to change. Oh, you want that? Now you're going to have to, now the promises of the goodness of God is leading me to repentance is the goodness of God leading me to change. Because repentance means what? Make a what? Make a U-turn, baby. Come on, you see it? It ain't just get saved. It's I want to say what I want to say, but if I say what I want to say, I'm going to screw up my promise. Can't say what I want to say. God will say what he said. I want to say what I want to do about money, but guess what? If I want to financially prosper, I got to. Make a U-turn. I got to do what he tells me to do. See it? See it? And now what happens? I am forced to spiritually grow, not out of fear, not out of religion, not out of the church, but out of what? The promises which lead to spiritual growth. So God has set us all up. So when do you stop growing? The minute you quit on those promises. And then you'll go lateral. But don't quit on the promises because the promises work. What promise you talking about? Your kid's getting saved. Promises of God. Also, but here's the key. Ready? Just, uh, let's go. We got to go. Faith works by what? Love. So what's your assignment this week? Check your love walk. Go, to, go. hey, Kentucky, go to 1 Corinthians 13, please. Verse 1, Amplified Bible. You ready? We'll do it quick. You can play. We'll do it quick, and then you go, because you got a couple, you know, and then we're going to come. You, got, you better all get that holiday schedule, because um, we're not going to be here, and then we're going to be here in New Year's. You guys doing good? That's not a lot, right? Well, if it wasn't a lot, this is really going to put you over the edge, because this one's, this ain't easy, okay? For if I speak with tongues of men and angels, but I have not love for others, Here's what he said. <laughs> y'all braced up? Y'all ready? If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others going out of God's love for me, keep going, then I have become only a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Just an annoying distraction. Wow, that sounds good. Somebody should get a t-shirt. I am just an annoying distraction. <laughs> I am a clanging cymbal. That might be a new design for you right there. I am an annoying distraction. 
You know some wife would buy that for her husband. Here, put this on, honey. Here's your shirt. Merry Christmas. You're an annoying distraction. No. Keep going. It gets better. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speaking and messages from God to the people and understand all the mysteries, keep going. We're going to go for a while so you can just keep buzzing. Possess all knowledge and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love, reaching out to others, I'm nothing. For if I give all of my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, does me no good at all. Here we go. Love endures with patience and serenity. Am I patient? Love is kind. Are you being kind? I mean, this ain't about you getting a pushover, but are you working on patience? Serenity? Kind? Thoughtful? It's not jealous, not envious. Love doesn't brag. And it's not proud or arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not provoked. It's not overly sensitive and easily angered. That's love. That's agape. That's God's love does not take into account a wrong endured. Does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoice with truth and when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Hopes all things. Remains steadfast during difficult times and does endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, never fades, nor ends. Prophecies will come and go. In tongues they will cease. When the gift of knowledge will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. Those things are fragmentary and incomplete. But love doesn't fail. What's he saying? All that spiritual stuff is going to stop. When you get to heaven. But the key is going to be what? Love. You're not judged on your spiritual walk as much as you're judged on your love walk. Well, didn't I not prophesy? Didn't I not do great? God's going to be like, yeah, but did you love? He said the one thing we got to do is love. That's all he said. He didn't give us no big commandment. He said, what? What's the golden rule? Love others like I loved you. That's all. Not easy, but doable. But he said, love. How am I supposed to love? How am I supposed to love you? The way he loved me. He didn't say you love them the way I love you. He said you love them the way I loved you. Human love goes, I love you the way you love me. So if you love me a little bit, I'll love you back. But I'm going to love you based on performance. You give me 30%, I'll give you 30% back. God said, no, that's not what I said. You love them the way I loved you. But what if they don't love me the way you're loving me? He said, I didn't tell you that. He said, you love them the way I loved you, not the way they love you. See it? 
He didn't say husband and wife. He didn't say you love her the way she loves you and you love back. He said, no, you love her the way I loved you. Remember we did love? And Jesus said, who's the greatest? They said, who's the greatest in the kingdom, remember? He pulled that little kid out. Pull a little kid. Love. Love makes faith work. Question, just real quick, I'm going to let you go. What would happen if your faith projects were love projects first? You know what I mean by that? What if, it, what if I based, all right, what if you need finances? And you put it, filter it through the love of God. It's easier to receive it and it's easier to get it. What if you need healing? What if you need a miracle? It's easier to get it. Because if I filter it through love, I know love wouldn't keep this stuff from me. Does that make sense? God loved me so much, he don't want me to financially struggle. God loves you so much, he don't, if you, you need healing. He, he went on the cross, love went on the cross to take the stripes so you don't have to take the sick. You start seeing this thing through love, it gets easy. You, I'm going to say something and then we'll talk more about it. If you start seeing faith through love and grace, this thing's not even an obstacle. It's just a simple... It's like walking in a store and picking something off the shelf and going, no problem, it's here. Because grace already provided it. Faith just accesses what grace provided. You put love on top of it. If you could put faith in a sandwich of love and grace, it's easy. It's e Grace already provided it and love already wants you to have it. All I got to do is read you take it. You see it? You see it? Yeah, because grace already provides. Waiting for you. you just, God loves you so much. You see, here's the problem. You got to love yourself sometimes. You got to understand that. You got to love you. You got to forgive you. All right? Well, say, I'm a, I, I, I did some stupid stuff. Well, who hasn't? Don't worry about it. It doesn't disqualify you from love. God is not like a man or a woman. You know what I'm saying? Agape is not natural love. It's never ending love. It's never based on performance. It doesn't stop giving. God's love is like this. It's full throttle from the minute you come in the kingdom. It never backs off. God just full throttle love. And he's got it down on the floor. He didn't care. And you're like, oh, I'm shot out. He don't, he don't care. He don't care. He don't care. Doesn't stop. Well, you didn't go to church for six years. You think he cares? He wants you there, but he's still he's full throttle now. He don't. It's not like a wave of the sea. It comes and goes. He doesn't love you based on. Now, let me explain something to you. And I say this in all due respect. You love your kids and your parents. All that. You're you're human. Your love is fickle. It comes and it goes sometimes. Whether you want to believe it or not, it does. They perform a little better. You love them a little more. You're great, whatever. I'm a parent. I get it. I, I love my kids. But you know what I'm saying? But let me tell you something right here now. God's love? That joker ain't backing up on nothing. God's like, full throttle love. You're, at, you're knee deep. You're shot out. 
you're shot at, you're stoned out of your mind. His love don't back up. You're knee deep in sin. His love doesn't back up. He act like a clown. You cussing him out. That love doesn't back up. He doesn't leave just because you don't act right, perform right, walk right, talk right, be right, see right, do right. He don't care about none of that. His love never leaves you, never forsakes you, never goes away. Why? Because he loved you before you ever loved him. Now, how are you going to do that? But the problem is, you don't believe that because you believe what you want to believe about you, and that's the biggest mistake you got. Don't believe what you want to believe about you. Believe what I tell you about you. God said what? He said, I blotted out your transgressions. He ain't got no transgressions in my eyes. You're perfect. Hey, who's he seeing? Who's he looking at? He's looking at you. How do you see me there? I don't see you like you. I see you in me. Jesus, good God. And then what's that? You start getting in him realities. It's no longer, Paul did it, right? It's no longer I who live, but Christ will resume me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. No longer he who lives, well, who living in you? you? You think Paul's tripping like, it's no longer you who live? No. So who are you? Christ lives in me. But you still you? Yeah, I'm really me. But I'm me and him and me. Not me here by myself. I'm a new creature in Christ. Never been one like before. Oh my God in heaven. He got a new him reality. He got a new him reality. It's no longer I. What you mean it ain't you? Looks like you. Talk like you. Sounds like you. Walk like you. Talk like you. How can it not be you? Well, you don't understand. I'm not alone in here. You start talking like people think you're crazy. You think Paul was nuts if you walk by. What's what I No longer I live, but Christ will live in me and live by my faith. By love, love, love. What's you talking about? What's he talking about? He's trying to get us to understand something. You're not really just you. It's the new you. And new don't wear off. You got to get that. People don't get that. They don't understand that. Like I was new when I got saved. No, you knew right now because faith is and God just stays in faith so you knew right now you have a perpetual provision of utter forgiveness so you knew right now so I said what's that mean preacher because I know you did you got on a timeline the minute you got saved and said well from the time I got saved <laughs> to now I've been a bonehead no problem God doesn't see you when you came in the kingdom, starting in the timeline of spirit life of growth, because I told you Adam never grew. He was. So spiritual growth is not really you growing as much as you're surrendering to what you've already been fully developed. So God never really sees this grow process in you like, Oh, you got saved over here and now you grew 20 years in over there. No, it's discovery is now to him. Spirit is now. So there's no other moment than right now in God's eyes. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. But right, he just stays in now. God never leaves now. You better, are you getting this? It's really good if you catch what I'm saying. So if God never leaves now, where does he see you? Now, he's seen the beginning and the end, but he don't stay there. Time means nothing to him. He is time. Are you pulling this in? 
So where are you right now? With him right now and now in faith. So you brand new right now. So now just say we worked on a time clock. Just don't say the, t- the ticket, the, t- the ticker's ticking, right? 838, whatever, we gotta go. Oh my God. Look at one, two, three, four. There's a beep, right? Seconds. God just stays in the now. Something new right now. What happened over there? It's gone. Anybody ever anybody ever found tomorrow? Has anybody ever found tomorrow? Has anybody found tomorrow? No, because the minute it showed up, it was today. And today is right now. And you ain't got... Does, can anybody live in 850? Can anybody go live in 730? Because all you can live in is right now. So the only thing God sees you is now. And if I'm brand new right now, then I'm brand new there. He washed my sins away yesterday, today, and forever. Forever, forever. Perpetual motion of forgiveness. Woo! Come on, you see it? See, that's what disqualifies your confidence for you to think. Because you think like, well, I'm not as new as I was. I told him that one time. I said, you new car Christianity, you think it wore off. You know, new car got a nice smell. Then it wears off. It smells like dirty socks and Chick-fil-A. Are you here? Are you getting me? So well, who are you talking about when you're talking about you? Because the only you I know is the now you. I wish to God you can live up to your potential. Because when you do, you will discover who you really are. You got this thing, guys. Just got to keep... It comes from different a- angles of the mountain, but it's all the same mountain. You pull these things in. You see it? You got it? Okay, come on, stand up on your feet. I kept you for a minute, but you're going to be good for it. Because sometimes you got to just pull this stuff in the, you pull it into a dimension. Just lift your hands to heaven and say this out loud. Say, Jesus, help me walk in faith. Let me see faith like you see it. The Bible says the same spirit of faith believes and speaks. I have that spirit of faith in me. Just like Caleb. Just like Joshua. Just like the Apostle Paul. Just like Jesus. I be- Just like God. I believe and I speak. I believe in my words. Jesus, please help me. Quicken me. To only say and speak what I want to see. David said... Put a guard over my mouth. May the meditation of my mind and the pictures in my heart be pleasing unto you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let me see me for who I really am. Because I'm in you. Thank you, Jesus. I forgive myself. I walk in love. I walk in love. And I forgive. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power, miracle working power, financial breakthroughs, everything I need. I'm going to testify about how good you are. Because tonight, I believe I receive 
miracles, miracles in every area of my life. I receive it right now by faith, faith in your word, faith in my heart, faith in my mouth, faith to change my circumstances. Everything I see is temporal, subject to change. I have the material of faith to change every circumstance and every situation. I believe it. I speak it. I command it. I decree it. I declare it right now. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Clap. You did great. Hey, listen. Don't forget, Sunday, 9 and 1030. Now, next week, we ain't going to be here Wednesday. Because, you know, it falls on the holiday and we're doing this stuff. So get the holiday schedule. And then we have New Year's Eve. Now, New Year's Eve, we don't come at midnight. You know, we do like 7 o'clock. I'll let you go home. You know what I mean? Because you're going to do family stuff. Because we, we, don't, we don't do watch night. Not because of any other reason. Because I just think it's just easier that you go do what you got to go do. If you want to be here, you can stay in the building and pray. I'll be home. But... But I don't have a problem when I release the word. Last year, I'm still getting my stuff. Okay? So you don't you get off of 2019 until it's, until it's midnight. Because the birthright's cold in your blessing. And this year, I know we're going to step into this stuff. So come and be with us. Get that little piece of paper. Got the service schedule on it. You know what I mean? Somebody got one. You know what I mean? Get it. Know when we're coming and come ready. And then Saturday, Sunday's going to be fun. You know what I mean? I got a good word Sunday. I'm going to share it. It's good. So, you know, Sunday, I was thinking about something. You know, I was preaching a little bit of it at Monday night with the, with the crew about, you know, God, you know, just, just unwrap gifts. You know what I mean? It really, really, really blessed me. So I want you to come. That was for you anyway, but I give it to everybody. But come. It's really going to be good. Invite all your friends. We're going to hang out. And don't forget, check the server schedule because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And get involved and get ready. And then don't forget, there's another thing that I didn't talk about. We're going to fast and pray. 21 days, January. I need you focusing, man. Okay? So start asking yourself now, what am I fasting? Find out about the fast. Now, if you need information, you can see Miss Linda back there. We're going to take the, I think it's the 5th. Is it the 5th through the 26th? Is, is it? I think we start that Sunday. Don't, whatever. 6th to the 26th. Whatever that is. You know, you'll, you'll know the three-week window. Pray, fast, and give. All right? Right now, we just got to talk about praying fast. I need you to start thinking about it, getting prepped. What are you going to put away? Now, listen, if you don't put no food away, I mean, I'm, shut off the stupid phone. People live on these phones, man. It's crazy. Put that thing away. You know, you can check how many hours you play on that stupid thing. Go check that thing. Serious, go look and see how much time you waste doing nothing. TikToking your life away or some nonsense. I don't even know what it is. I told him, I, I told him I'm going to get TikTok doc. I want to be TikTok doc. I'm going to give you something. But I want you to pray about it and just see what you're going to do. And I understand if you got restrictions and all, but I need you to start praying about it now. What do you believe in God for? 2020 is going to be a year. Going to break in, okay? So just be prayerful. Nobody wants to hear about fasting and praying. We're getting ready to eat turkey and ham and all. I don't care if y'all eat steak and all that. God bless you. But I need this in your spirit because it's going to hit and then we're going to be chasing it. It's going to be the greatest year of your life. If you make a commitment to God early, you know, when, you give him the, when you give him the first, he'll give you the rest. I'm telling you, man, when you give him the first, he'll give you his best. I can't explain. You don't earn nothing from God. It changes you. You don't change God. Fasting does not change God. It changes you. 
and you'll get sensitive to spiritual things. Amen? So I'm going to let you go, but I want you getting ready because some of you are going to be out of town. If I don't see you, Merry Christmas. If I don't see you, Happy New Year. And then let's get ready to run 2020, all right? God bless you. Get out of here. You guys are doing great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.